1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
2: Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show!
3: (laughs) Hello! Hello and
2: welcome. We are back after a summer break. Uh, Welcome to the The One Show Show, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the mediocrity of Tea Time's TV Titan and then gets the bends off it. I am John Holmes and what a time to come back. This week everyone gets excited over some mechanical finger extenders. Bonnie Langford gets trapped in a helmet and the fire service use a crane to insert a 103 year old man into a duck. (laughs) Joining me to main line a week's worth of all that are the the one show 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 regular mark haynes and the brilliant author Comedy writer, prominent atheist who did that famous bust that time. It was the one that told the truth about no God rather than the one that told lies about the NHS. It's Ariane Shireen. Hello. Hey,
4: Hi. Hello. How are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you?
2: Very good. We're fine, uh, but we, we, we're we not that interested in how any of us are because we need to get straight <laughs> into, the, into the business. And I want to start with Tuesday's mm. one show because there was a bit of business. Right at the top of the episode. Hello. How are you? Oh, Fred, are you all right? I've doing good.
3: Seven o'clock, Yeah. yeah. usual spot in the corner. Sure. Matt
2: and Angelica Bell. She's still there. Yeah. She's still hosting uh, because uh, Alex is off having a baby. Had a baby. This, I don't know whether there's been an update. We've had uh, a summer off. I mean,
3: now just milking it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, well, I mean, literally. Not, no, no, no. I mean, literally. <laughs> yes, milking I mean, herself I mean, into the mouth of a baby. I mean, both. But I mean, I look, imagine. you know, it's time to come back to work. Yeah. You know, don't push it. That's right.
2: Angelica still there and they walked at the beginning of the programme they walked across the forecourt outside the BBC and there was a little bit of business uh, outside the One Show Studio door and uh, what did you did you see the bit of business the maitre d' was standing there
1: you've done this before haven't you yes Yes.
2: what did you Fred. make Fred
4: so he's the first dates man yeah I love First Dates, I want to go on it.
2: Is he? I don't know who he is, I've got no idea. i watched the whole programme, still no idea who he is. He's uh,
4: w- very fresh.
2: <laughs> well, they were, they've were. they been fake conversationing this week. Yeah. So there's a new thing at the top of the show where the camera comes to them, but they have obviously been told by a new director or something mm-hmm. to look like they're having a conversation. So there's always a bit of business now at the top of the show. <laughs> hey, Matt, so
3: where are we going yeah, tonight? we got it all sorted out, obviously. Oh. oh, hello everybody and welcome to The Watch Show. We're live, it's Tuesday, uh, with Angelica Bell. And Matt Baker. And this one
2: involved, this the, the Tuesdays, this maitre d' guy whose role on the programme
3: wasn't really explained particularly well. I think you're right about a new director, but there's also been a lot of people on this week that they haven't really put in any context... And they, they've just sort of assumed that you know who they are. Yeah. We're not going to waste time setting them up. They're here. We're going to we're going to waste time by asking them banal questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new thing. I think you're absolutely right about that. What was the, so they did the business with Fred? Yeah. And then they came in and there was another guest who was an explorer. Was, yes, that's right. And they sort of walk and talk, and they're almost like, oh, look who's here. Come right through. Thank you. Plus,
4: we'll be finding out how Ash here, hello from oh, old college in Wales, became one of the most talked about people in China due to his record-breaking trek down the Yangtze River. We're going to talk to you a bit about.
3: Later, it's amazing. We got back last Wednesday, and our first guest tonight is about to perform a very special show about her life's journey. And then they just go to the sofa.
2: This was the guy who'd uh, walked the length
3: of the Yangtze River. Yeah. Yeah. What did you make of him?
4: Er he looked a bit homeless.
3: <laughs> <laughs> For the last year, he has essentially been homeless in that he's been trudging in the outside. I mean, he says he's an adventurer and an explorer. That, to me, he doesn't have a job and he's walking along a river. He's yeah, homeless. Yeah, that, yeah, more or less, yeah. He didn't get much
2: time, did he? No, no. So, so they kept throwing towards that, but then we had what I think was the most boring film of the week, and we go straight into that, which mm. was about picking up litter.
3: Oh. Uh,
2: the motto is, pick up a piece of rubbish every day.
4: If we don't save the world, our world would be destroyed.
0: I believe it's our responsibility to keep the country clean, to keep the planet clean in some way. It's just our job.
4: There was the woman who was like, you've dropped £85. I would... I wouldn't slap her, obviously, but I, would, I wouldn't. I would not be happy.
3: Yeah, yeah, this is Ruth, and she was she was saying when she sees people, she she travels the length and breadth of Britain, basically picking up rubbish. Yeah, and doing a job that your council should do. I mean, it's, it's not it's not for people to be doing that. But then she did take it a step further, where she'd go, "You've dropped sixty-five quid," and people would go, "Have I?" And she'd go, "No." What you've done <laughs> is you've dropped some litter, and if I was from the council, then I'd be fining you.
2: Often I'll say things like, uh, you've just dropped £85, whereupon they look down, because that's what you would have been fined if I'd been an enforcement officer. And if I've seen you, you
3: never know who else is going to see you. Make them think. And on t- I thought... Why aren't you? Why don't you join your council? Why don't you become a litter enforcer? And then when you come up and go, that's 65 quid you've dropped, you can go, because here is a fine. (laughs) That money could then go back into the council and they could get more litter, sort of bugs. To hang about. But she was
2: very good. She was a pensioner, so she was travelling around Britain with her bus pass. Yep. And very worthy. Very one-show. I mean, very, very one-show, this one. Yeah. Um, they're, they're very keen. I mean, you, you've never watched the one-show before no. we made you do this, have you? Not really, no. So just uh, as a one-show virgin, overall, <laughs> what did you make of the BBC's flagship tea time television programme?
4: It's very bland and they're just so nice, but I don't think they want to be nice. I think they're being forced <laughs> to be nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. all ag- it's a bit passive aggressive underneath.
4: There was a very strange moment between Angelica and Mary from the Supremes.
2: Okay, yes. this was yeah.
3: Wednesdays. Yeah. Yes,
4: and she called her Angela.
3: Yeah, when she was bollocking her about not having a photograph that she wanted to come up. She was like, "Have you got that photograph, Angela?" <laughs>
2: there was a, a photo in there. You don't have the photo, do you, Angela? We we had. Um, <laughs> <It's> a,
3: <laughs> always funny to treat TV presenters like runners on air. <laughs> really good respect to her. Really good. But the old
2: yeah. So the the the, the, the litter stuff mm. is absolutely one show territory. This is the kind of thing. It's people doing good around the country, and it wasn't just the pensioner, of course. So then it was it was a collection of people who liked to collect litter. So there was a here we are canal clearing again. Yeah, this is a big one show stake. There's a canal canal. with shit in it. They want to film people pulling that stuff
0: out of the
4: canal. The nice Romanian.
0: The first time we uh, went out uh, to clean the canal, we bought really cheap dinghy. It was colorful blue and yellow dinghy. Yeah, it was £50. It was was a bit wobbly. Oh, look, there's a basket. Oh, uh, shopping carts.
3: (laughs) Yeah, they were very
2: pleasant, weren't they? They but it's still a shit-boring film.
3: Yeah. There was also a really nice African family who were picking up yeah. a load of litter. Yeah. And I was looking at that, and I was thinking, well, this is, you know, within three months, these people will disappear off our screens. Who's going to pick up our litter then? Just Ruth, and she's 85. Yeah. <laughs>
2: no well, good. And then when it came back to the studio, uh, Matt was very pleased with them, wasn't he? He's very... Because Matt, he's big on the countryside. He's big on all this sort of um, environmental stuff. And uh, and he said, well, they do... Uh, medals. Medals. Medals, medals said. They
3: should be given medals, don't you think? Don't you think that's wonderful? Oh <laughs> man, honestly it's a pet hit. And- <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> one gives out medals anymore. To- medals. We're not Nazi Germany. <laughs> 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 medals. Uh, and I was just thinking why don't you have a go at it then, Matt? Why don't you
2: yeah. go around picking up litter? If you think it's such a good thing and I, they need medals.
3: I will not get involved with city people's ways. <laughs> 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 I, I did I did think the, the, the underlying thing on this, which nobody mentioned during the thing, is that Ruth has been doing this, I think she said she's been doing it for three and a half years, and she's been going around, she's been picking up all this litter... It has made fuck all difference. Right? <laughs> Everywhere you go is still covered in litter. Ruth, yeah. step up your game. Yeah, get
2: more buses,
3: Ruth. Come yeah. on.
4: Also, she's just so smug about it. She
3: was, yeah. She was
4: like, she like, well, if I've seen you, then a litter enforcer might have seen you. And
3: she was also going around getting people to hold up a little placard she had and taking photographs of them and she had a hashtag and things like that and when you do that you sort of go oh it's not just altruistic it's also I'm a celebrity I'm on television I'm the litter woman there was one bloke who she gave it to and he held it up and he went I'm picking up litter (laughs) I'm picking up rubbish Dubba dubba and, and to be honest, he looked like the sort of man who would just lob a pint glass at you. I don't, I don't think he has picked up any litter. I think he's responsible for quite a lot of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where you didn't know whether the, the camera crew had sort of forced people in that one show awkward shopping centre way where they say, do you want to come and do this on the telly? Mm. And then, you know, they've got to sign a release form. Because uh, the people were quite random that they were stopping in the street. Yeah. Uh, but, he, yeah, you're absolutely right. He did look like a man who, who was responsible for <laughs> most <laughs> most of the untidiness in this country.
4: Do you, do you want to know about um, what it is like when they make you uh, do a VT for...
2: Well, here's the thing. This is the thing. You, I was going to save this, but <laughs> as you brought it up, <laughs> you've been on The One Show. Amazing. You, I have. You've done it So tell us the story.
4: But I haven't been in the studio. Yeah. No. They came round to my house. Yeah. Because I was the atheist on their Christmas special about all faiths and none. Yeah. And I was with my husband at the time, yeah. and I was like the atheist who loved Christmas. So they they made me, it was September, and they made me put the, was it September? It was early anyway. They made me put the Christmas tree up. <laughs> <laughs> and all the lights and all the. Did you
2: leave it up until Christmas,
1: or did you take yeah, it down? Yeah, like, oh, no, of course you did, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um,
4: I remember two things about it. Um, One was that uh, because we were newlyweds, we kissed while they were just faffing around with the cameras and stuff. And then they went, oh, can you do that again? So they filmed us (laughs) kissing and they put it in the segment. Wow. Yeah. So it was a staged kiss. But also um, we had to do this really embarrassing intro where I went, I'm Ariane and he went, and I'm Graham. And then together we went. And we're atheists. <laughs> I'm Ariane.
2: And I'm Graham. And, and we're, we're atheists. atheists. <laughs> so, to this, was this the director's idea, though? The whole thing was sort of, right, this is my vision.
4: Yeah, I, yeah. I am
2: an auteur mm. <laughs> of, of one show VTs, and thus you must come to my world. So, yeah. the whole thing was, that's what I And we what did
3: do. they make you do in the actual piece?
4: Well, we had to talk about how it's perfectly possible to be an atheist and celebrate Christmas and um, how it's all about family and you know having a great time and you know you can love it if you don't love God. Yeah. Just because we're not Christian doesn't mean that we can't celebrate love and togetherness and family because all these things are universal.
3: Uh, You don't need to go to church to do that you don't need to pray to do that. Ariane started buying Christmas decorations in September. Advent calendars and snow globes and sparkly things
4: and I even like Christmas carols I started whacking on the music the other day didn't I yes (laughs) if you hate God like me (laughs) (laughs) you can still have a nice time and and so then we were spliced in with you know the rabbi and the Muslims and the Hindus and there were everybody I'm
2: Kate and I'm a Wiccan high priestess
4: I am Nisha and I am Hindu I'm Cheetah, and I'm a Buddhist. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and a Hanukkah Samea. Basically, apart from the Christians. And that <laughs> got the, can you imagine, got the one-show audience, a segment of the one-show audience were very upset. You've left the Christians out.
2: Wow, yeah. of course.
4: Christmas without Christians, yeah. you know that's no
2: Christmas at all, is I it? I know they got very
4: <laughs> upset on Twitter. But, wow! Yeah. So, was
2: overall did you? I mean, did, was it a good experience or just horrific having the one yeah, show smash about I loved it. it
4: I loved it. I would do it again. I would really happily do it again. I had hair extensions in
2: what, deliberately,
4: yeah, deliberately, yeah. and then I took them out after they'd finished, and they were just they looked like I'd peeled my face <laughs> off.
3: <laughs> they were like so shocked. How but... many? How many people did they send? <laughs> Only two. So that's oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Because you never know whether it's going to be a huge BBC budget thing. It is a, you know, number one BBC One flagship show. But if they're just sending two people out, that's what makes me go, oh, that's good because, I mean... You know, with all the best will in the world, I don't want to watch anything on the one show, but it's nice, it's nice to see that there's not that many people working on it. Yeah,
2: even the people filming it don't want to watch it in front of them while they're filming it. It's, just, it's like pulling... It, no offence, but they're probably pulling straws going, I'm not going to her house. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: well, the weird thing was that it was a, a regional production from Ireland and it was all in Ireland and the producer was Irish and they'd come all the way from Ireland to do all these VTs in London. We
2: know that they have regional... Um, broadcast centres, don't yeah. they? Because if they do some stuff in Scotland, it's like a Scottish crew that do it. But so
3: Jay Rayner was telling us that he did a piece once, and I think it was in London, and they brought over the Northern Irish people yeah. because they wanted. They obviously hadn't got enough films that that month, yeah. And so they came over to uh, Ireland to do. Uh, so you were just London part of a quota.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always part of a quota. I'm brown and a woman. That's
3: why you're here. <laughs> did you get any any back reference from uh, the sofa when it went out?
4: Um I don't think I personally did.
3: No, what, no like Matt didn't go. Mm, scum. <laughs> 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 like
4: oh, I don't recall. I don't really recall, but I remember that they went um like they said, and now it's the turn of alternative faiths. Like, <laughs> so, you know. I, really,
3: I really like that when they, you know, they didn't have Christians in that, and no. they're like, "What? It, what? Basically, this is 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 this is the second division religions. <laughs> it, it's time for them to have a bit." It is you don't get much about like rabbis yeah. on, on like the one show. I mean, I'd like to see more of that, more rabbis <laughs> doing stuff. About, about littering in the Jewish community <laughs>
4: there were two rabbis and one was a reform rabbi and one was orthodox and I really wanted them to have a fight <laughs> live on air but they didn't it was very fa- disappointing it's a family show <laughs> have a happy atheist Christmas
3: all of television history is contained in the Box of Delights.
1: I've climbed up Nelson's Column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Bagpuss.
3: I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and
4: my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. Suppose mustn't bashing her head like this. <laughs> you
1: can't tell
2: me what to do.
4: You ain't my mother.
3: I love when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit <laughs> of car area. Shut up with a novel on the top.
4: I think I'm like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at...
0: Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: On Tuesdays, I mean, uh, as well, uh, the the mechanical finger extension. Oh, Oh God, the
4: unicorn poo.
2: How many people do you think can play the piano at once? Well, the current record is 21 but there are 88 keys on a piano. So is it possible for 88 people to play the same piano at the same time? Engineers at the University of Cambridge set a challenge. Can anyone come up with a way of pressing the keys from a distance? Fatima, let's look at yours to start with then. So this is a unicorn. Yeah. How does it work then?
4: So you're going to push on the rainbow horn yep. that is attached to a hinge which lifts the tail and then the glitter-covered poop pops out and then the finger, which looks like that, presses down on the key. This
3: boring old subject again about having 88 30 foot long mechanical fingers designed by children. Ah, When are they going to move on and do something new? Oh, I love the sentence. This will be the first time any of the kids
2: will have seen their mechanical fingers in action. A sentence not heard on the BBC (laughs) since Jimmy (laughs) Savile did that VT from an orphanage.
3: I I, I mean, I, I loved it when the adults were moaning that these things that... They've got children to create machines. And so the children are like, oh, well, mine is a unicorn and it's built like a unicorn and then you press the thing and a unicorn poo comes out and then it plays the key. And this sort of magical creativity Did of children... i saying that out loud. <laughs> I know. Tony Topping from Liverpool University was tasked with Fatima's rainbow-pooping unicorn. What was the next one? Um, a galaxy giraffe squats and its tongue plays the piano. <laughs>
4: I had the idea of doing a galaxy giraffe, so... When you release its tail, they go down and the tongue hits the key
3: and all of these things came out and then it cut to the men who had to build them just going yeah I mean this you know this back bit's actually quite difficult to get together and everything And the, <laughs> the, the reality of going the childish imagination and then how shit it is to be an adult <laughs> couldn't have been clearer. It was, divide. it
2: was wonderful the, the, I mean the premise of this was a world record uh, 88 children playing a piano at once so when yeah. they said that at the beginning I assumed they were just going to crowd around it <laughs> not build all these contraptions <laughs> yeah, yeah they designed their own things which of course sp- spread out from the piano
3: in a great big arc uh, i uh, mean i mean there is no way to describe what we've seen no because no, there because there's
0: been nothing I mean, else that's also like true it. of
3: the watcher. yeah i I, did, I was watching this and because the, they were going for this world record attempt um and i was thinking well what happened to like proper world record attempts like who's the fattest <laughs> right and this one was just like we're gonna make 88 mechanical finger extenders so that children can play a piano at once it's it's too niche, niche. yeah it's people go all the records have been done
2: yeah. what hasn't been
3: done. What? What's the thing? They said it was unbeatable, but all you'd have to do is make one, one more, more mechanical <laughs> yeah, yeah. finger <laughs> extension. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're done. Yeah. And then this was a, a concert in front of their parents.
2: Yeah. Uh, and they all had to just hit their unicorn shitting mechanical <laughs> shitter yeah. or their giraffe.
3: <laughs> Galaxy giraffe. Galaxy
2: giraffe. I it right. <laughs> bloody pardon. <laughs> but they didn't really explain what the rest of them were. And you're absolutely right. These men were just trying to construct these things according to, not blueprint, just Charles drawing Charles in crayon drawings.
3: and just go this isn't going to th- th- they're moaning that the dovetail joint didn't ma- mesh up of course it's written in crayon mate <laughs> if you just have just a little bit too much motion at the end of the head you could rip out the key piece that is attached to the
0: key
4: I don't think I properly followed it because I thought we were just listening to a load of children talk bollocks and going mm. oh yeah that's very nice whatever yeah. I didn't realise that this was actually going to happen yeah. but, you know it's like but- when you're Oh. Daughter is like burbling on about some crap and you're yeah. like, oh yes, uh, that was nice. You <laughs> that's nice. You don't actually action it. Once do you? you'd
3: heard it, why would you think that then they would go and do it? <laughs> the man hours that have gone into realizing a load of children's sort of mad ideas. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. Oh, and Matt um, Matt came out off the back of this saying that
2: he, he loves anything like that.
1: Oh, I've never doubted them for a second. Uh, love anything
2: really like really that, good, really you? Good. Super. <laughs> there is nothing else like that. <laughs> no, but he
3: loves anything that is like it, even though there is nothing. I'll have anything which is like a psychedelic dream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love a shitting fucking unicorn. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, uh, I've always been a huge fan of Galaxy Giraffes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie Langford was on this episode as well. What did you make of the moment that her hair got trapped in a motorbike helmet? <laughs>
4: (laughs) (laughs) They made so much of the fact that she was going to have to take this, you know, white-knuckled motorbike ride from the studio to the theatre. Yeah. And will she have got there on time? And we didn't get an update, and we don't know, and she might have died in traffic (laughs) in a horrendous crash. I'm genuinely
2: thinking that, because at the beginning of the show, it's like, Bonnie Langford's here, Bonnie Langford's (laughs) here.
1: Look who it is joining us. It's
3: Bonnie (laughs) Lang. Bonnie! It's always lovely to see you, Bonnie!
1: and, and she's
2: performing in 20 minutes yep. uh, at the Savoy Theatre um, and she's not, not made up, she's not got a costume on or anything like that um, and then, then she said, so will she make it? Will she? don't know. It's going to be made. We're going to put on a motorbike after the interview and she's going to see if she makes it. Meanwhile, why don't you do some vocal warm-ups while we watch a VT? Yeah. But yes, I've
4: got to get to the Savoy Theatre where 9 to 5 is on. It'll be on. fine. Okay. It'll be fine. OK, thanks. Actually,
3: well, if, you, if you need to do a little bit of kind of warming up, you could use our first film to do that. Oh,
2: Actually, if you need what's to. that? You do a
3: little bit of vocal scale thinking, <laughs> No. No, do the interview first and let her go. (laughs) Do do you not remember the last time Bonnie Langford was on? Was it the same? Because she had to leave (laughs) on a motorbike to get to the theatre. And they keep booking her. Was that Langford? I remember somebody. That was like, it was exactly the same. And so this has happened twice. And at no point did they go, well, let's get the old footage because she's already done this once before. We'll go, last time you were here, similar circumstances, bang. Um. No. Because I don't think they keep any old shows. I, think, no. I, don't, think, I don't think they're being recorded. No, I think no. they're going out. No. They're also relying on the fact that this is mainly watched by the elderly in care homes and they're unable to turn the televisions over. <laughs> yeah. And so it repeats and they know the elderly will not remember something that happened four not, months ago. As, as neither
2: did I, which I think tells us a lot. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. She had exactly the same thing where they had her on the back of the motorbike leaving the BBC uh, it's not that thrilling. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because when she stu- she was doing an anecdote, wasn't
2: she? Talking about, she was in Bugsy Malone. Yeah. And she was saying how she was the only live singer in the movie, Bugsy Malone, as a kid. Yeah. Then in the middle of her anecdote, Fred from earlier, whatever he is, yep. came over with a, motor- interrupted with a motorbike helmet and said, Bonnie's got to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then she stood up. They gave her a microphone to hold. Well, he tried to put a helmet on her, got her hair trapped over one eye. <laughs> yeah. While he was trying to get his helmet, and then
3: Matt got a little bit. Matt, Matt was like, "All right, you've had your fun, yeah, right? Yeah. It's yeah. time to get the pro in. I'm yeah. going to do this so she can leave. This woman has to go. Oh,
1: <laughs> terribly sorry, oh. but Bonnie's got to go to the theatre now. Oh yes, well, Thank you. I, I love you mind. so much. Lovely.
4: Thank you. I'm i to take what, my mic. You get I've the got mic. Got the one here. Yeah. Let me help I'll you out. My phone. Oh, got that. Plug
1: that on there, Fred.
3: Stop pissing about with your big French hands. <laughs> Let's get the helmet on her, and she can get on her bike. His actual words were, "I'll redo it. I'll redo it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, he, then he, sort of in the background, while they were sort of laughing about this, you know, mm. he said something like, "This isn't for telly. This is for real."
3: I'll redo it.
4: Thank you, darling. How
2: many
3: minutes take on a, a helmet. helmet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell he's done it before. Yeah, it's, it, there's no jeopardy. He knows <laughs> he knows he can get on, that helmet on, and he, she knows she can get to the theater because they did it about five months ago. They they cut to them outside, and there was a bit where Matt was sort of just just putting a jacket on her that was much too big. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he was putting a jacket <laughs> on her, and it cut back to Angelica, and they then followed like one of the worst pieces of live TV, oh, just because it was it wasn't like excruciatingly embarrassing and clearly had gone wrong. But the next day, they talked about it being a big blooper. They were like, yesterday, of course, we had that big cock up. There was a technical
4: glitch live on air. <laughs> yes.
3: and You were here last night when we were trying to, we were trying to get Molly Langford onto a motorbike. It bike took Matt it a whole minute right. to get a whole it happened, minute on. thank goodness. And what they were talking about, you suddenly realise what has happened. Matt couldn't get back into the studio in time for the next link. <gasps> Which was about it was leading to, <laughs> of course, the story of the pilchard industry the in Megavisi, <laughs> right? <laughs> pilchard industry. Yeah. Oh yeah. But what happens is Fred and Angelica had to have a brief conversation about mackerel. So she said oh, to him so along was the lines so of, "So good. Um, what, what's on the menu next, Fred?" And he said, "Well, it's it mackerel and uh, boiled potatoes and asparagus and a bit of garlic butter." And she went, "Right, okay." Um, and he said, "Mackerel is my favourite fish." And she went, "Is." Is it? Oh yeah, I love mackerel, it's my favourite fish. Is it
4: is it?
3: Yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd announced he'd just seen a ghost, you know. You know? <laughs> Holy shit. Um he then started going, I mean this is the first time that Bonnie has ever been on a bike. It's very practical. You get from A to B in no time. And she went, yes. I
4: think
3: Bonnie's ready to go, you know, is, you go, you is she? Is she then? Yeah, down
4: yeah we can get a
1: bike. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> She's never been on the bike, you know. It's she's the first time.
2: The, f- the first time she's been on the bike.
1: Yes, the first ever time. I travel with bikes all the time, you know. So uh, it's very practical. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then, it yeah. came in from the side, out of breath. So Angelica says, "You like mackerel?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just do, And he, go, he looked at her, going, "What? Yeah, what? it Obviously, was not in the script. <laughs> yeah, because they'd ad-libbed. Yeah, right. and he he was like, he was like, yeah,
3: I I do, I
1: do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do like
2: mackerel. I do. Okay,
1: you right. like
3: mackerel? You love mackerel." Mackerel? I can't. Yeah, I do love mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> he said I do as well. In the way that you're, about, you're really close to going. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he said we've got a film about mackerel now. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a film all about mackerel exactly. right now. Here it is. <laughs> Zero effort <laughs> we link.
2: Zero effort <laughs> link. Oh, this this film though. Oh, <laughs> the Cornish pilchard industry.
4: Why didn't they just say sardines?
2: Well. Mm. they did They did say they're now called sardines <laughs> but did still use the Pilchard reference quite a lot I mean I, I found this quite dull yeah oh. what did you think
4: I mean I like the fact that the guy who I didn't realise was a chef
3: yeah he was a chef and um, then he, he
4: ended up doing that. and I was like well wow, that's pretty good I can't do that at home and then I realised it was a chef and it was you know
3: now we're going to go on to that fresh mackerel we've got that mackerel does not take long at all you're talking two to three minutes max Straight out. I would argue that was a pretty basic meal. <laughs> so he gets a fish, and he was saying all the chefy things like, "Going, oh, lovely, yeah, smashing, smashing." He got the fish, he put some oil on it, and then he put it on a barbecue. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah,
4: but you don't know how shit my cooking is. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I want to know why
2: a pilchard got changed to be a sardine. I They uh, didn't explain this. Do you
3: know, really boringly, I do know the answer to this. Oh, oh good. And, I, it's, and, and, and they actually got it wrong. It's not that we just call pilchard sardines. I believe a sardine is a pilchard that has had its head, tail and guts removed. Ooh. So a pilchard has yeah. all the bits still there right. and a sardine has its insides out. So you catch a pilchard mm. and turn it into a sardine. That's right. It would be like catching whatever becomes a kipper. <laughs> I can't I can't remember. Is the fish not a kipper fish? No. No, it's a. I think is it a ma- Is it a smoked it, mackerel? Is it a mackerel? No, because they call smoked mackerel <laughs> different. Look, I'm an expert on punches <laughs> and sardines.
4: <laughs> that is
3: it. On the spot now. I'm not. I'm not interested in any other fish. <laughs> right. Do you like kippers? I do. Yeah. I do.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, it was. Um,
2: it was. It was so. The, the mackerel love was well. Hang on a minute. We're talking about pilchards. Uh, yeah, the, the mackerels also pilchards.
3: No, so, so this was so this, this was pilchards,
2: sardines, and mackerel. Yes, yeah, in I, one film. I, 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 are you, can you tell I zoned out?
3: <laughs> <laughs> this was basically saying, look, there used to be a big pilchard industry here, but that declined in the 20th century. But thankfully, they've switched to mackerel. Yeah, I do love mackerel. <laughs> I do <laughs> like mackerel. <laughs> I do. I do I like do, What? I do. <laughs> I, what? I do like mackerel. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, a, it was a really... It's one of those films they slightly do as well, which is, so long as you do a job in the countryside that your granddad did, the ones show are like, what a wonderful person. But if you yeah. live in a city and you're a nurse... You're a prick. <laughs> Anything to do with a rural area, they're yeah. like, Oh brilliant. Well done. Well yeah. done. I'll tell you who puts for bloody plastic in the oceans, fishermen. That's yeah. who. <laughs> yeah, we've been there before. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, the um
2: the the when they came back to the sofas after that, Matt still loved mackerel.
3: My, honestly, my mouth is absolutely awful. You, so you love mackerel.
4: So I was Yeah, I do.
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's just some
3: fish yeah it's just some fish Matt uh,
2: we got an insight we got a lot of insights into Matt this week I learned um well I learned that you love mackerel but did did you uh, I can't remember what day it was I don't know if you saw it Matt's middle name we learned Matt's no. middle name did you not did you miss no. that this might have been was it Monday let um, me just I'll is it
3: something really surprising like Ibrahim <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: we learned his Matt's middle name. This was on Monday, mm. and it was uh, it was two in one. It was a thing I learned and a handbrake turn. they want one show very keen on a handbrake turn. You've got to get from one subject into the other one as awkwardly as you possibly can. Uh, George Alagai was a guest. He was talking about a book that he's written, mm-hmm. and they said, well, George Alagai is here. He's the voice of authority, but a vo- another voice that inspires a little less certainty is this one. Sorry, I
4: don't know
2: that. And then there was a film uh, all about um, Alexa and uh, these voice-activated smart speakers. Um, but Angelica just piped up, again, seemingly off script. Mm. As they did that, she just went... Who is Matt all Baker? Who is Matt Baker? Right. And Matt, there's a flash of anger that she'd even dare to ask that. <laughs> Matt,
3: Ma- Im- Matt imagine if this show had started playing. Oh, been amazing. <laughs> and and he answered. He he just said Matthew James Baker. It then goes on. Anyway, uh,
2: Matthew James Baker.
3: Oh. <laughs> nice. I learned one thing about him this this week which was that he had to resit some of his GCSEs. Oh, yeah. Oh. He mentioned that in, oh. in, in a very boring part of, uh, of uh, you know, it was GCSE results.
2: Yeah, that was Thursday. Yeah. Yes, he did. And then, yeah, there was another awkward bit when Angelic, and then he said, so she said, well, look what you can achieve and pointed at,
3: you know, his life. Yeah, I always re- sit to a mine, actually, when I did mine. So, you know, Is whatever happens, happens, and you'll work it out. Yeah, you forward. could be,
4: just look at you now.
3: There you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fine example. Sure. Well, and he was he was annoyingly modest about it yeah. by sort of, you know, that whole thing about going, yeah, you know, just this, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I mean he knows he's the bee's knees he's the number <laughs> one bloody show at tea time oh a little bit of fake humble brag oh look at me
2: he um, the, the Alexa film mm. was a one show did you see this on I, the did. Yeah. I did this was a one show pop up surgery they called it right where they experimented on shoppers <laughs> in a shopping centre <laughs> um, by because the, the, whole, the whole thing was that the NHS is overburdened can we reduce the NHS numbers people go to their doctors by having them ask their smart speakers what's wrong with them yeah. <laughs> and to test it they had a Alexa a Siri and a Google Home in a shopping centre with a doctor and people had to come up and, and say what them.
1: did you know you can also ask these devices questions about your health it comes at a time rising patient numbers are putting pressure on GPs and hospitals leaving people frustrated.
3: Right, and
2: see if the, the Alexas of the world could answer their questions. Could they? No. <laughs> no, 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 not not really. I mean, the, the funniest one, the most awkward one, <laughs> was when um, they, someone said, I've just cut myself, what do I do? Right? Uh, as in, I've been chopping vegetables, <laughs> and, I've just, and, and Alexa went...
0: There are people who can help. Please talk to the Samaritans. Oh. <laughs> so
2: they're self-harming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so it will deal with self-harm, but it won't deal with just cutting your finger. That's
3: time. crazy. It's only, it's, I mean, really, the, the, the question you always constantly want to ask is, have I got cancer? Yeah. <laughs> and until until they can actually, I mean, if actually, they should just program it to say no. And I'd go, I'm happy. I'd be, yeah. I'd be fine. Yeah. I'd yeah. carry on with my day. Yeah.
2: But it turns out that they're not. Um, they're, they're only linked to the websites that you can Google anyway. Yeah. So it's the equivalent of just Googling your symptoms, which we all know is a terrible thing well, to yeah, do.
3: Yeah, whatever you ask, it is going to yeah. say, no, you've actually got you cancer.
2: Actually got cancer, And yeah. you are going to die. Before <laughs> I finish speaking, you are going to die. <laughs> we learned that Siri didn't know what hay fever was. What's the best treatments for hay fever? One moment.
3: Just a sec. Working on that. One more moment.
1: It might be quicker to see a doctor.
3: <laughs> I can't find the answer to that on HomePod. It was, it was another pointless waste of time. Well, it slightly isn't it isn't insofar as that's actually something which I think is a government idea that you will have to then yeah. be dealing with those sorts of things and you can... And so, I suppose testing out and showing it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> I mean, well, well done the one show. Happy about that. Yeah, but then know, they, know could, to
4: do it. they could segue into George talking about his cancer Yeah, and... I was watching this with subtitles and it was quite bad because the subtitles were all completely wrong. I don't know if they're automated. But first off, it said, um, George oozes certainty, but it said loses certainty on the subtitle. Entirely <laughs> totally the opposite. But then, but then when they were doing, um, he was talking about bowel cancer screening and it kept on saying screaming, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: And with that, we'll draw part one of this week's The The One Show 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 to a close. We'll be back with part two tomorrow, but here's the thing. In a couple of weeks, Friday the 6th of September, to be precise, we will be doing this nonsense live on stage at the London Podcast Festival with a very special guest, Fee Glover. Glover, off of the BBC, off of the very successful Fortunately podcast that she does with Jane Jane Garvey. Um, So she's going to be joining us on stage. We're almost sold out, though. Almost.
3: But there are a few remaining tickets. Honestly, I know everybody says, oh, we're almost sold out, so you better rush. But we are. We're down into single figures. So if you want to come, tick tock. Yeah. That's a, the noise I mean, of a clock.
2: It's only a 14-seater venue. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and there are eight comps. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, we are almost sold out, so there are a few tickets. Uh, they're under a tenner, not including Bucking Fee. When does it ever? But you can come and see us forensically examine Matt Baker's passive-aggressive nature in front of your very eyes. Uh, so, myself, Mark, uh, and Fee Glover, here's the website, kingsplace.co.uk. Look for the The One Show Show, and we'll see you tomorrow for part two. Yeah, I
1: do love Macro. <laughs>
2: My name's Pete Allison,
1: And I'm Dave Cribb, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends.
2: Each week, we invite a guest on, ask them to pick their favourite episode of Friends, and then we talk about it in far too much detail.
1: Basically, if you like the show Friends, and you like it when people take things far too seriously, then you might well like this podcast. Search Great Big Owl on your podcast app of choice, and you'll find Friends with Friends right there. When it comes
0: to your finances, you think you've done it all. Learn more at buyheart.com.